Amen. Luke 15, beginning with verse 11. God is good <clears throat> all the time. Amen. Quite a long scripture this morning, but uh, one of my favorite scriptures to look at, and I know I have somebody here by the name of Bruce Johnson that really likes this scripture I'm going to read this morning. Found over in Luke chapter 15, beginning with verse 11. And it says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me a share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the young, younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of the country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hard servants have food to spare, and I, have, I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hard servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while I was still on a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be your son. But the father said to his servant, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and the kill of it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this my son has died and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they came to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he, has, he has, has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all, the year, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me, a, gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. When this, uh, this son of yours who squandered your property with prostitutes came home, you killed the fatted calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours once was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. This time we'd like to go to God in prayer. I'm going to ask Josh to lead us in word of prayer. Josh? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This morning, as we think about Father's Day, look at that verse 32, but we, but we had to celebrate and be glad because his brother of years was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. I, I usually do pretty good with BJ during the week. I'll come up with my sermon idea and I'll send him my scripture and tell him exactly where I'm going to be. And I'd already took care of that and had everything lined up for uh, Sunday today, but yesterday, you know, I still believe God talks to us. Amen. I believe God gives us the direction He wants us to go in our lives. And for some reason, this passage of Scripture 
just would not leave my mind yesterday. And it kept coming back over and over and over again. And I believe that it was God speaking to me, wanting me to, uh, to share with you this morning. I want to share just a little while this morning upon having a father's love. Having a father's love. When I say that name, Father, what comes to your mind? Now, we all agree that Father's comes in all shapes and sizes. Amen? They come with all different types of skill sets, don't they? Some fathers can do these things and other fathers can do other things. Dads do their very best to pass along to their kids a lot of things. You ever notice a lot of times if a father has a certain trait, their kids seem to take on what? Some of those traits and do some of those things. The fathers know how to do certain things. They know how to do that together. But I believe today that a father needs to be that person that talks to their kids and lets their kids know, you ready? I already got a bunch of fans, so the rest of you are going to help me with an amen, right? I believe a father is the one that needs to teach your kids about the love of Christ. Amen? Amen. That should be what comes to your mind, right? When you hear that word father. A father that loves their kids unwhat? Conditionally. A father that says, I want you to go off to school. And I want you to learn about reading, writing, and arithmetic. I want you to learn all those things. Hope you learn how to be social. Hope you learn how to do certain, certain things. But beyond anything else, I want you to learn about the love of what? The love of God. I want you to have that. Folks, I believe that is a gigantic job for dads today, isn't it? To teach their kids about the love of God. To teach their kids about how God is a part of their life. The prodigal son and his dad understood something, that they were going to go through some interesting times. Right then, the prodigal son and his dad and his brother, they, they looked like they were doing pretty good, didn't they? They were prospering. They had all of those things. But we learned a lot of lessons about how that a father loves their kids. And the first lesson is, just because you are the dad doesn't mean you have, that you are perfect. Do you realize that? Just because you are the dad does not mean that you are perfect. Now, you looked on the outside of the prodigal son's family. Everything looked pretty good, didn't it? They looked like, sounded like they had plenty of cattle, place to live. They even had money to split, didn't they? Had servants. They had all these type of things. But just because that family looked perfect from the outside didn't mean that they were perfect were in the inside. They had problems. They had situations that was there. Us men folk that are here today, we're supposed to be tough, aren't we? I was watching everybody fan this morning, and there's only one man that's given in. That's Adam. He's the only fanner this morning. <laughs> everybody else is the women. Us men folk, we sit there and we go, oh, I don't, I don't need any help. I'm, I'm fine. 
We're taught at a young age, aren't we? I was. We don't cry. We don't do any of those things. We don't show our emotions. We handle all of our things. I was told once by my grandpa. He looked at me and he said, Son, you're a man. Handle your own situations. When you fall off the bike, get up and what? Try it again. Try to do it. But as fathers and dads and men that are here this morning, we have to realize we are not perfect. It is okay to ask for help, isn't it? It is okay. Sheila can tell you up to the time that I started my journey back in October of 2021, it was like pulling teeth to get me to go to the doctor because I wanted to be tough and I wanted to say I could handle everything and I didn't need anybody else. But the prodigal son's dad was getting ready to figure out something. Just because everything looked good didn't mean that things would not fall apart. Another lesson that a dad's learned, fathers had to let their kids go sometimes. Got that, Dad? Sometimes fathers had to let their kids go. We read over there in verse 12 that the prodigal son set out for a distant country and squandered his wealth in wild living. What do you believe was the first thought when the prodigal son came to his dad and said, Dad, I want you to split. I, go, I want you to go ahead and give me all of my inheritance. I want you to split it right now between myself and my brother. And I want to go out and have me a good time. What do you think the prodigal son's dad really wanted to say? Oh, no, 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 you're not. No, you're, you're going to stay right here. I believe sort of the prodigal son's dad understood that, you know what? If I don't allow him to go, he's still going to do what? He's still going to go. He's still going to go. Now, I believe the prodigal son's dad had done his very best to teach him in the right ways, right? I believe that the prodigal son's dad must have showed him some love because why? Don't want to read in too much of the story. He did come back home. He did realize where he needed to be. I, don't, I believe the prodigal son's dad had laid a good groundwork, but still it was hard to let, her, let his kids go out into the world. Dads, we all know something today, and I believe you can agree with me this morning with either amen or shaking your head. It's scary when we send our kids out in this world. Amen? There's bad out there. There's things that we can't control. There's things that want to hurt our kids. And we know that we do not, we have done our very best to teach them in the right way, but it's still scary to send them out there. Heather, I promise this is going to be the only part of the sermon that I talked to you about, about you this morning. Okay, honey? But when Heather was... 16, what's all your kids want when you turn, they turn 16? They want a car. But before they get the car, they need their what? Driver's license, right? They want that, that ability to be able to leave as quick as they can. 
Well, being the dad, I decided it was my job to teach her how to drive. Because we tried that with her mama. Didn't work very well. So Heather came back home one day after being out with her mom and looked at me and she said, Daddy, you're going to have to teach me how to drive. And I said, sure, honey. And we drove all over Metcalf County. We drove to Summer Shade. We drove up North Metcalf. We drove all over the county. And I, I even got to the point that I took my hand off the steering wheel. Any of the rest of you dads do that? Sit in the passenger seat and just hold on over. I got to a point, I let her let it go. You know, I didn't got to a point I didn't hear the whoa, 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 you know, them little cuts on the side of the road. Got to that point. She could get it right in the middle and go right down the road. She used to drive us back and forth from prayer meeting on Wednesday nights, learn how to dim, you know, the lights and all those type of things. Your dads remember all that. And I even got to a point where I felt comfortable with her a little bit. Even got to a point that she felt comfortable enough to let She'll roll with her a few times. Well, that was all good. And then Heather went and took her test, which we practiced, had Tommy Garrett over in Metcalf County, ex-police officer, used to give the test. He even came and helped us and showed us where everything was, told us how to back, where to go, all these type of things. We practiced that over and over and over again, parallel parking in front of Butler Funeral Home. We did all those type of things. She went and took the test, and guess what she did? She passed it. I hadn't thought about what would happen when she passed it. Any rest of y'all ever thought about that? When they pass the test means that they can what? They can leave. They can go by themselves. You don't have to be in the car with them anymore. And you start remembering what you did when you were by yourself the first time out in the world, right? Folks, that's true with all situations that fathers face, isn't it? It's hard to let go. It was hard for the prodigal son's dad to say, I'm going to let my son go out into this world. I'm going to let him go out to an imperfect world. I just hope. I remember when Heather went driving that night and was still for days after that. I, I would sit there and... and just pray to myself, Lord, help her to remember to put her seatbelt on. Lord, help her to remember to drive this way. Help her to remember what the speed limit is. Help her, dear Lord, to remember all these type of things. You just hope what you taught them, they carried with them. That's what the prodigal son's dad was thinking, wasn't he? I hope I've taught him good enough. I hope I've taught him the lesson. I hope I'm going to allow him to go out into the world and he's going to remember where he needs to turn. Because listen to this next point I want to share with you. Fathers, we have to realize sometimes all we can do is pray. All we can do is pray. Now, we know what was going on with the prodigal son, don't we? Scripture says that he got half of everything of his inheritance. Scripture says he goes off to a far country. I was thinking last night and yesterday as I was thinking about this thought. He went off to Louisville or Lexington or Nashville, didn't he? He went out with his half of his, his dad's inheritance and he had it all with him. And he went out to, as my dad used to say, he went out to sow his what? His wild oats. And I promise you when he was sowing his wild oats, when he had all the money, he had all the what friends everybody wanted to be around him but the scripture says that sort of fell apart and you all know that story and you've heard that many many times 
preached a bomb about what went on there. But I want you to think about his dad. What was his dad doing? You think his dad was back at the house going, Oh, I hope he fails. Lord, I hope, I hope something bad. I hope there's a famine in that country. I've heard some dads say this. Don't say this. I hope there's something goes on and he learns a lesson. Hope he learns a lesson from that so that he wouldn't what? Never do it again. But see, I think sort of the prodigal son's dad was at home doing something different. You know what I think the prodigal son's dad was at home doing? I think he was praying. I think every morning when he got up and every night before he went to bed and all throughout the day, he was saying, God, protect him. And God, take care of him. And God, if something is wrong, help him to find his way back home. And God, let him know that I'm here. And God, I'm not there with him, but God, you take care of him. Dads, that's what we need to do, isn't it? I don't care how old your kids are. I don't, know where, I don't care where they live. I don't care what the last words you had when they left the house. It wasn't good ones. And I don't care when sometimes you have misunderstandings. You still need to pray and love your kids, don't you? And you need to pray for them every day, wherever they are. Don't, don't ever think, well, there'll be, they're more, they're, 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 they don't need my help anymore. Well, Lord knows I need my Heavenly Father's help all the time, amen? And your kids need their earthly father to be there to give them help and give them support and be there for them. We know that he continued that prayer and continued to ask for God's guidance. And lastly, this morning, fathers, you might need to back up in the seat and put your seatbelt on to this, okay? Fathers, your kids are going to make mistakes, but you still need to welcome them home with open arms, don't you? Your kids are going to make mistakes, but you still need to open your arms and help them to know they can come back home. I've often said this, and I've preached about it before. Can't you imagine the prodigal son? Now, he had to swallow his old pride, didn't he? Any of you ever had to go back home and say, Mom and Dad, I made a mistake? Mom and Dad, I messed up? Mom and Dad, I actually didn't know more than you. Mom and Dad, you did teach me what I needed to be taught. Mom and Dad, you taught me the right ways and the wrong ways and, and those type of things. I had to do that with my mom and Dad all the time. Here's a prodigal son. He went out, not only as he destroyed his life, he had took half of everything that his dad owned and had squandered. Don't you just love that word? Squandered it. Squandered it. And now he's got to go back home. He was thinking that the dad would be mad at him, wasn't he? He was thinking the dad would just look at me and say, you're... You're not my son anymore. You can be one of my servants. This is going to be your new job. And there's no need you have to even come into this house, son. You just go on down there where all the servants are. You just stay down there. But I've often thought, just picture this in your mind. If you don't remember anything else in the sermon all day long, just remember this. 
Picture in your mind how the dad looks standing on his front porch. I believe his open arms is out there, don't you? And I believe when he saw his son, however far away it was, it, wasn't, it didn't come to his mind, oh, he's done bad things to me, or he's acted in such and such a way, and he's done this or he's done something else. I believe that he looked at his son and said, Son, come on home. I love you. Folks, I want to tell you somebody else that does that too. Aren't you glad today to know that you have a heavenly father that even when you make mistakes, he's ready to welcome you home with open arms. I don't know what else. There's not a prodigal son part two, is there? We don't know how the rest of those lives went. We don't know when you read the rest about the older brother or the brother. We don't know if him and his brother ever got back together again and they made up or any of those type of things. We don't know. We don't know any of those things. In my mind, I hope they did, right? In my mind, I hope they was able to, to build on and go on from there. But when you think about a father's love, it's written all over the story of prodigal son, isn't it? Today, dads, I don't know where you are in stages. I look at some of you all this morning. I've said this to Timmy Davis before. I look at Timmy with those three youngins, and I say, boy, you've got a lot of energy. Amen, Timmy Davis? <laughs> Running after those kids and being with those kids. A lot of you here this morning have got elementary kids. Bless your heart. All that schoolwork. I figured out. I thought I was really smart until Heather started bringing home her work, schoolwork in elementary, first and second grade, and I thought it was tough, and then I tried to help Gage Kimmy some, and I went, honey, I just can't help you. Bless your heart, you're raising, you're, you're trying to raise nuclear scientists, aren't you, and, and biologists and all of those type of things. I don't know where you are. I, I don't know, maybe you got teenagers today, dads. Woo! Interesting times, isn't it? Maybe, maybe you're, you're there. Maybe you've got kids that are married off. I don't know where you are, but I want you to know something. No matter if you've got young kids, a little older kids, or teenage kids, or they're married, and maybe your kids have already had kids and your grandparents or your great-grandparents, I want you to know something. No matter what your role is, you need to keep loving your kids, don't you? And you need to allow God to keep being the person that teaches you how to love them. Today, whatever God has talked to you about, maybe today, Dad, you want to be a little stronger in your relationship with God, the, time's, the time is to pray. Moms, you're not off the hook today either. If God's talked to you about what needs to happen in your life and need to change in your life, we invite you to pray as well. We have been so blessed in the past month or so here at Bethlehem Church. Christy could help me out with this and Megan. They remember things a whole lot better than I do. But I think we're on, what, three or four weeks in a row with somebody joining the church? So this morning, if God has talked to you about joining the church, wouldn't it be great to keep that streak alive? Amen? Whatever that is that God has talked to you about today, you can remember because it's Father's Day that you make that commitment and you talk to God and you hear God's relationship with Him. We invite you to come as we have our closing song.